This time, we're seizing the cheese. <laughs> this is the Awesome Cast. Welcome to the Awesome Cast, your podcast for everything awesome. I'm Basil. I'm Dylan. I'm Jen. And I'm Douglas. And that's us. Wait, hold on. We also have a guest, Tobias. Introduce yourself. Uh, hello, I'm I'm Tobias. I think you just said that, but that's who I am. Hello. You may have heard his sultry voice on the Third Impact Anime Podcast. So sultry. So a long time ago, but yes. <laughs> Look, I'm sure there'll be an episode released at some point whenever Austin can get to it. But that is not this podcast. This podcast is the Awesome Cast, where we talk about awesome things and we plug awesome stuff like our Discord and Patreon, which is important things considering what we'll eventually be talking about, which we'll explain later. But for now... We're going to do our moments of awesome. It's a moment of awesome. I'm so glad to know that when, when Kevin isn't here, that Dylan is who picks up the role of singing intros. It's awesome cast staple. It's true. Well, so we, we need to have it. Where is Kevin? Why isn't he here? Well, he didn't he, eat the burger. Why didn't true. he eat the burger? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was too busy diving into a dungeon. Okay. I mean, it's possible. See, my mode of awesome, it's called Dungeons Encounters, where oh. you uh, you go into this dungeon. It is the first game directed by Hiroyuki Ito, who... Designed the the battles the active time battle system in Final Fantasy IV that they more or less used up until Final Fantasy IX. He also directed Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy IX, and he helped finish off Final Fantasy XII. And this is okay. his first game since then that he has actually been like the director of. This is his sort of vision. And the plot is well, there's this terrible labyrinth, and everyone who goes in dies. But monsters are coming out of it, so someone needs to go beat this labyrinth. So this academy has been built at the mouth of this labyrinth, and they're constantly chunking people in there trying to beat this dang gum labyrinth. And you are playing those adventurers going into this labyrinth. Now, it looks like, as far as graphics go, it kind of looks like a crossword puzzle. Hmm. Where... You see the crop, you see all the blocks, and you see your, your the paths that you can take. And as you walk down the path, you paint it, and there's various numerical symbols on this map that indicate like encounters or learning abilities or a shop. Like it's very minimalistic, but it works. And the battle system is also graphically very 
minimalistic, but it's ATB. It's active time battle. It's what you've been playing, again, since Final Fantasy IV, where your bar fills up, you choose an action, and then you do the, you do the action. The enemies, their bars fill up, they do their action. Like, it's... What is interesting is that because everything graphically is so, like, dialed down, very simplified, everything is really about the gameplay of this game, and it's a really good iteration of the active time battle system. What I find neat is that you actually have your HP, PP, and MP, and it's like PP is ha 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 PP. Um, <laughs> I was wondering how long it was going to take for one of us to comment on that. <laughs> uh, I'm not even wrong about the actual thing. It's anyways, you got physical points, uh, magical points, and those are actually like in the battle. If you get hit with the either one gets hit by zero, like for example, you get hit with physical stuff. If your physical account goes to zero, then when they hit you, they actually start taking off your HP. Mm, and then if your HP goes to zero, you die. Yeah. And if you die in the game, you die for real, but not really. But like the enemy, they one enemy can hit you for HP, but your MP or your physical you know, HP or your magical HP. Again, those have to be hit down to zero. Then your actual HP takes it. But if the enemy hits you once physically or you hit them or they hit you then magically, those are two accounts. And they, and for it to work, they had to get, bring you down to zero and those before they can actually take out your actual hit points. And the same thing goes with you against them. Like I was fighting one enemy where I was like, Oh sweet. They're they're They don't have any physical, um, uh, stuff they only have magical points to take down so i'll just use a physical attack but i kept whiffing like clearly their agility was super high so you actually couldn't hurt them that way so you had to use magical it was red herring it was it's a very clever little system and it's been a really really cool like nice going to bed i'll play some dungeon encounters map out a floor or two and then call it a night. It's it's been really really great for that. I've really been enjoying it. There's like not much of a storyline. Like each character actually has a own little backstory like text they have. And I know at some point you actually will meet further dungeon folks in the dungeon who have already been delving before your party goes it gets in there, including at least one isekai hero who I feel really bad for cuz he's just this guy now stuck in this video game, but he's clearly not the main character. <laughs> He's just a character. <laughs> so it's it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, just kind of looking at pictures of it now on their website, because I saw someone mention it, but I hadn't really looked into it myself. You're, you're right. The graphics are very pared down. The actual map is like sort of a 3D. You know, it's, it's in 3D space, but the, 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 the dungeon itself is all flat. But once you get into battles, it's very simple. They're just, you have your, your profile picture, your, your stat card, and that's it. There's no, there's no, you know, actual character sprites or models hitting each other. It yeah, it looks like it's pared down, uh, like you know, pen and paper D and D style game. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like if you want chunky JRPG gameplay, like if you want mm-hmm. that old school gameplay, and that's what you're that's what you're in for. Congratulations, <laughs> here it is, and it's good. Also, if you want classical editions of classical tunes but all on guitars 
because, again, they were very cheap of making everything about this game. And while, and they'll tell you that it was overseen by Uematsu. Clearly, okay. he was like, all right, take this uh, Beethoven or... Um, oh, how do you pronounce his name? Chopin? 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 Chopin. Chopin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, take that, but put guitars on it. I mean, I call him Chopin all the time, but it's... It is Chopin. Like, I take Chopin, but make all this stuff... Not violins, guitars. Go. It's not <laughs> violins, he's piano. Like, all his cymbals, guitars. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a big piano composer. Yeah, those harpsichords, guitars now. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Dylan, what you got? So, uh, this being a food podcast, this this is a secret food podcast anyway. We've already discussed that. Um, I'm going to uh, pick uh, Joshua Wiseman's YouTube channel. He does cooking videos. He's also got a cookbook out. came out recently. And... I've really gotten into watching these the past year or so. I haven't made a whole lot from it. Um, He will have, he kind of has three series. One where he'll just pick a, you know, a particular type of of food or recipe and do it. He'll do one where he'll take like a classic dish and make it cheaper and do it for like as cheaply as possible. And then he's got one series where he will take a restaurant item or something you know you can buy in the grocery store and make it from scratch better and it's just real i i kind of like the way he does the videos where it's all kind of about like building up skills and and explaining how you can you could make all of this from scratch if you want you don't have to but you know it's going to be better if you do this thing yourself or that thing yourself you you can kind of pick your skill level um if you get his cookbook he he starts out with like here's how to make bread here's how to make a hamburger bun here's how to make all these sauces and just like building on top of it so um definitely interesting i feel like i've learned some stuff like i said i haven't made a whole lot I've made like his mochi flour pancakes. He's got a burger bun recipe that's really good that, that you start out with. Uh, I think it's called a tangzu, where you mix the flour and the milk and the water beforehand and you heat it up into a paste. So yeah, it, you know, really short videos, easy to, you know, 10, 15 minutes, easy to kind of watch several at a time. Mochi flour pancakes sounds awesome. Or not, pa- not pancakes, waffles. Eh. But yeah. Still sounds good. Yeah, still sounds, uh, right. still sounds pretty good. Like I, I, for some reason, like think that pancakes would be better, mostly because you could put like red bean paste in the middle and fold them over, Ooh. and that would be so delicious. That would basically <sighs> just be mochi at that point. Um, yes. I I think what he actually did in in that video, he did three types of waffles. And three types of toppings. And the one he actually used was, like, a banana's foster, which, like, I'm not going to set something on fire in the kitchen. I don't want to do that. That's scary. Um, It it definitely would, I think, work as a waffle, because I think you actually, like, 
he recommends putting it in a pastry bag and like squirting it into the waffle maker and that's just more complicated than than your usual waffles well now it sounds like we're talking about baking and well someone has already turned that into their entire side hustle so i think we're to move on to jen it's true and i love it and i'm actually glad that i have time for my side hustle now because that's it's one of those things where while i know i have room to grow my skills i really love it and you know it's just something that has been keeping me sane from you know cutting people (laughs) you know i feel it's important to have something that you can focus on besides being a worker um and that's what i've been working on lately that's been my moment and so um awesome because i'm trying to get back to baking and reading and you know having time to hassle the cat and my husband john and and poor dylan but yeah i haven't really had much time to focus on media stuff so much so i don't have like a particular thing that i've you know had to talk about but i am excited about the animal crossing stuff that's coming out oh my gosh that looks so exciting right i'm so hyped for it (laughs) i knew you would be because golly your your island is like one of the best islands i've ever seen (laughs) and i haven't i haven't touched it in so long like i feel so bad i've abandoned all my little villagers and i'm sure they're i'm sure they're upset with me but i mean they'll make you feel guilty about it they sure will yeah. They sure will. Like, they, they, like I've, I'm feeling so anxious about going back and all of them being upset with me and guilt-tripping me that I kind of wonder if there isn't a way that I can just quietly, like, evict all of them without having to confront any of them face-to-face. <laughs> Don't do uh, that. What you do is you um, go and get them gifts, and, like, after they get over that whole, hey, where'd you go? You give them a gift, and then they're happy again. Oh, okay. So, yeah. like, I just have to endure it for, like, a day, and then it'll be fine. Exactly. But I'm a coward, and I need to run away. Oh, no. Don't do that. <laughs> like, I wish that, like, I wish there was just a way to, like, turn that off. Like, it, could you just turn off the the guilt setting? <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. I wish we could do that in life, too. Yeah. I know. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm done with my random assortment of uh, moments of awesome. All right. Scattered as they may be. <laughs> Doug? Okay, well, I wrote down that my moment of awesome was going to be Squid Game. But instead, can I make it sex? Yes. I'm intrigued. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to say that my moment of awesome is sex. That sex is really great. That sexual reproduction particularly of mammals is just really just an ingenious method like it's so brilliant how it went down any particular <laughs> inciting incident of why <laughs> this has now become your particular the reprodu- reproduction of mammals at your moment of awesome no no not really like i i feel that we haven't really talked about how great that is so this seems like when i have nothing to contribute other than squid game that maybe Maybe instead I could talk about something even more blatantly obvious. Just, you know, it's just the best. Like, it gives that super, like, dopamine rush that we're all craving. 
Where's the lie, though? <laughs> what? I said, where's the lie, though? What lie? Right. <laughs> what lie? It's it's true. <laughs> it's all completely true. <laughs> and remember, Tobias, you paid for this. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I got to follow that, too. <laughs> Okay, Tobias, your turn. What's better than sex? Go on. What is better than sex? Oh, wow. Well, I was getting hyped to talk about Squid Game, but... uh... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Then then I'll actually talk about Squid Game. Uh, Squid Game is good. You should watch it. (laughs) Yep. Completely agree. I was a little Uh, um, hesitant about the ending, but I kind of want to see how they take it before I give it a judgment. Oh, well, I'm actually not at the ending yet. I'm actually oh, okay. only in episode seven. Okay, um, okay. But it is... So, it follows it follows the formula of, like, these death, death game kind of mm. anime pretty down to the letter. Like, it's... There's been a lot of things where, like, I've even been... As I've been watching it going, oh, this is going to happen. Like, this and this and this are going to happen because it's following the formula so directly but that's not a bad thing like it's so well done like the visuals of it are just absolutely stunning and that is what i think it does really better than a lot of like tv shows that i've seen recently like for a live action tv show for it to be shot as well as it's shot it's just really quality exactly I think uh, on top of the plot, the thing I really enjoy about Squid Game in particular is it feels like it's it's a lot more anti-capitalist than you know, even some of the other stuff. It's pretty blatant, blatantly anti-capitalist. Like it, it really pushes in your face that, hey, all these people, you know, you can judge them as good or bad people, but all their problems really stem from, you know, being humans ground down by capitalism. And I got to appreciate how blatant that uh, that is on the series. Yes. Yeah, that's that that's also true it didn't it didn't take very long into the series before i started uh i started questioning like so what are some of the themes like the themes that i'm seeing it's definitely anti-capitalism i started i think around about episode four or five i started picking up on the north korea south korea dichotomy a little Mm -hmm. bit and wondering if there was a commentary on that but i think i may have been overreaching on on trying to like look for insight on that but the characters are all very compelling too um yeah like when something does characters well it just does it well and squid game does it yeah all the characters are pretty great yeah so i recommend watching it i want to get a mask with like a little block (laughs) on it again i'm only in episode i'm only in episode seven is the one i just watched before coming over to do this podcast I finally got to prove to Barry that I actually know something. Like, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> the episode where they're jumping from, like, glass to glass, and, like, right. one pane of glass is tempered and one pane of glass is not, and I was like, oh, like, you can tell through the sound. The sound is the way to tell. Mm, right. <laughs> and Barry's just, like, going, no, that's not true. But, but that turned out to be a major point in the story, <laughs> so I felt vindicated. Uh. <laughs> Unfortunately, Barry would probably be dead. If he <laughs> yeah, Barry game. would be dead. I would be alive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Tobias, where would you be with a moment of awesome? 
Well, right off the bat, uh, you mentioned crosswords earlier with Dungeon Encounters. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, my new favorite YouTube channel, uh, The Daily Solve with Chris Remo. It's a guy that just every day he completes the New York Times crossword. And his daily streak is right now something like 910. Uh, he sort of simultaneous solves. And like it's 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 really entertaining as someone who sort of kind of dabbled in crosswords for, you know, like a month, like a decade or so ago. He's not I wouldn't say he's like he's not like not intelligent or anything. He certainly is, but he's not like a genius at these. So he takes his time solving these. He could have explains his reasoning with the um the answers he gives. And there's plenty of times where it's you know, I feel like I know the the obvious answer, but he takes his time on it and takes the end time to sort of come back around to it and it's just kind of a nice zen way to start my day in the morning with my coffee is uh watching this guy do the crossword puzzle uh, i would highly recommend that uh another quick shout out uh, i've really been watching a whole lot of anime lately but i would recommend ranking of kings uh episode two just came out on funimation uh by studio wit so if you're a fan of uh, sort of attack on titan and some of their works I would check that out. It's more of a low-key comedy about a deaf prince in a sort of medieval fantasy setting. Uh, It's just really, the visuals are kind of stunning. The animation's really well done. Uh, The sort of little fight scenes they've got are really well animated. And I think it's going to be one of those those modern hits. So I hope uh, hope that's true as I finish it. But uh, my real moment of awesome, uh, I just subscribed to the Criterion channel earlier in this week after kind of I've been eyeballing it for a bit and just kind of watching, you know, a couple movies that I've been missing out on for a while. But because we are, you know, in the season, I've been trying to watch some horror films and I checked out the 1922 uh, silent pseudo documentary film, Hexan, uh, or just The Witch or Witches a super old film about witches and sort of goes through the history of sort of medieval, you know, uh, you know, witches and sort of the witch hunts. And it does, there's these really entertaining segments where these sort of, these, you know, dramatized encounters. And there's a lot of these sort of costumes, which don't really hold up, you know, sort of devil costumes and, and witch costumes and whatnot. But for the time for being literally 100 years old at this point, as of next year, uh, it looks really well done. And the the transfer that the Criterion Channel has is also really well done. So if uh, you think you can sit for a sort of a silent film, sort of an interesting old-timey look at, at uh, witch mythology, I would very, very much recommend Hickson. Uh, I did follow that up with a more modern movie, uh, the 2016 uh, Visit from the Incubus, which is... <sighs> Buck Wild is the only way I could describe this movie. It's this little 30 minute long, very surreal, very campy uh, film. It sort of takes place in the, the, the old West, the wild West and the actresses, the main actresses, and even the, even the titular incubus just have this really campy, overly dramatic way of speaking. And like the costumes don't even make sense. Uh, They're in the wild West. And we have, you know, a, um, they're in like a saloon, old timey saloon, but a bunch of cowboys come in and they're wearing like clothes pulled off the rack from Target. Like they're wearing <laughs> like khaki pants and this button downs and like it's just it's wild. It's it it's very much camp and that it takes itself very seriously, but you know that it's not meant to be. And yeah. the, the the devil has this musical number that is just god awful, 
and I don't even know how to describe it. It's just a really goofy movie. It's only like 30, 40 minutes, so it doesn't take a whole lot of your time. But if you're into something very camp, very surreal, I would absolutely recommend A Visit from the Incubus. By, uh, I think it's uh, the director is Anna, Anna Biller, I believe is her name. Uh, but yeah, just watched that last night, and I'm still kind of thinking about it. <laughs> it's some of those things that won't leave my mind for quite some time. Can, can I change my moment to Boston again? <laughs> You, you, well, you reminded me of, of, of something else I watched that was really good this week, and I can't believe I totally forgot about it until you started uh, talking about this, but uh, I watched The Haunting of Blythe Manor on Netflix, oh, and that was really good. Okay. Uh, I've watched the other ones, but not that one so far. Well, I, I recommend that one. I think that's... Awesome. Yeah, I think, it, I think it was pretty awesome. Well, you know what else is awesome in life? Burgers. Uh, <laughs> and custard and and curds and well we're gonna do an episode type that we haven't done in a very long time we're gonna talk about a restaurant we'll be right back and then we're talking about culver's this is the awesome cast the best part of being from wisconsin we've got the best cheese you're only gonna make as good a cheese as the quality of milk you get from your farmers this is world-class cheese right here. Nice little sharpness to it. Very good. Mm, I like that. This is Culver's new three-cheese butter burger. Midwest-raised beef topped with real Wisconsin cheddar, Swiss, and American, all in a lightly buttered, toasted bun. Welcome to Delicious. Okay, so we are back, and we're talking about Culver's. It is a restaurant, and I realized, I was like, We've done one of these before, way back at September 8th of 2014. And I went back to go listen to the start of that episode to realize, why did we do it? Ah, yes, Doug was hungry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like the entire reason we did Bell Mushroom as a podcast was that we were it was recording night. You apparently had forgotten we were recording, but what you really wanted was pizza so you convinced us what the idea what we should be doing <laughs> is go to Mellow mushroom eat some pizza then do a podcast about how we ate some pizza and we did and it, excellent good and to it, know that i have stayed true to brand throughout the years it's true well remember this also did start a minor pizza war amongst other podcasts I remember both the Reverse Thieves and uh, the AGC podcast got really mad because someone, I think Kevin, you know, said that the true god of pizza lived in the south and not in the north. And that we had the superior pizza versus New York or Jersey style pizza. And boy, when you have people who live in New York and Jersey hear that, it was... uh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. So, my sweet I, summer child. I, and if memory really serves, I'm pretty sure I was the one who got most of the ire. Yeah. Because, as the uh, de facto face of the podcast, it, it, I, I get to take the hits. Um, but uh, this is not that kind of story. This actually started on our Discord. So, again, join the Awesome Cast Discord. You never know what will happen. Where fellow awesome caster Charlie 
uh, in the midst of doing all his various things he has to do in life, mostly being a cool dad who's actually cool and not like a cool dad. Um, but he's a cool dad. Anyways, he mentioned this whole uh, Kurderberger thing that Culver's was doing, and he, he implored everyone to go get one and tell them all about it. And I said, cool, give me money so I can afford to go. And he gives me the exact dollar and change amount for a burger. To which I went, that ain't going to, you know, pay the gas. And then out of nowhere, Tobias goes, okay, so actually how much? (laughs) And I had to sit down and actually figure it out. And yeah, it was about that much. And so Tobias literally paid for this podcast. See, the thing that I've learned is that when you sit me and Charlie and even occasionally Dylan in the same virtual room, there is a joke that will be taken too far. And this is probably the furthest one of those jokes has gone. It actually costs something. Yeah. (laughs) Money changed hands. Uh, I also want to thank I, I want to thank you for your generosity, Tobias. Like I. I, I did set it up so that you could pay for my burger, but I wasn't mm. expecting you to. I was going to go along for funsies anyway. <laughs> but you still paid for my burger. Thank you no, very much. No, this is, uh, you know, art Art has a cost, a very human, real cost. Um, you know, that's what patrons of the arts, such as myself, you know, have to deal with. So, I yeah. I was getting a top quality audio file, and here we are. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do this. We'll just, we'll send, we'll. and I first thought, well, I guess I could just send the audio directly to Tobias. Then I paused and went, wait, <laughs> Tobias is a fellow podcaster. Why don't I just have Tobias on the episode? Perfect. I don't have to send him Jack Squad now. He's already hearing it. <laughs> I can still send you the raw audio file if you really want it. Um, I'll just download it from the podcast feed and get your numbers up. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I know a how true, this game's played. <laughs> a true patron of the arts right there. So... Culver's, or apparently, as it's actually called, the Culver Franchising System, LLC, is a what they call a casual fast food restaurant chain, and it operates primarily in the Midwestern United States of America. Its big thing is it's butter burgers and frozen custard, but they also offer other things, and they've got about, uh, apparently, 808 restaurants in 25 states, an additional 35 under construction, if you believe Wikipedia... Why would Wikipedia lie about a fast food restaurant? A casual fast food restaurant, which implies the existence of a formal fast food restaurant. (laughs) What do you think Steak and Shake is? That's not formal. It's it's formal fast food restaurant. It's semi-formal. It's a formal fast food restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen seen those outfits, seen those uniforms? Like... You gotta dress up to go to Steak and Shake, or at least work there. So yeah, apparently this did uh, start out in Wisconsin at Sauk City, and now they're all over the place. You know, uh, we have them in Madison, Alabama. We have them in Florence, clearly near uh, places in Tennessee and in Pos- Knoxville. Knoxville. And I assume there's probably one in the uh, the Carolinas areas. Yep. Um... There were they had they built one about a year out from me leaving Asheville, still relatively new there, 
but the nearest one here in the triad area is about 45 minutes from where i live so you know i i, I, I can take jokes too far but you know driving 50 minutes to get a burger is a little beyond my abilities i drove about 20 or 30 minutes so it's not like it was i, I did have a moment where i was like do I really want to go through with this? How much do I want to go through with this? Well, I didn't we're... have to drive at all. Yes, that's what I was there for. Um, I just still travel time. I summoned Basil and I played on my iPad the entire time. Um, but also, where I live, it's pretty much twenty to thirty minutes anywhere I go in life. So, yeah. time is now irrelevant to me. Although I, I will mention, I was. On the uh, Taiku podcast the other day recording, we're doing an episode on Remain, which, uh, sidebar, very good sports anime. Definitely recommend anyone who likes the concept of uh, sports anime, but also water polo or, or the concept of a guy just lost half his uh, good chunk of his memories and doesn't know what to do with his life. It's good. And I'm talking to Corey, who I think now lives in California, but he was originally from Iowa. And I mentioned, yeah, we're doing an episode on Culver's. And he paused and went, did, did you get the Curter Burger? <laughs> and I went, yes. He's like, damn it. The closest one to me is six hours away. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he did not get to enjoy the Curter Burger. But there's all sorts of burgers because the Curter Burger only happens one, has only happened once ever. But they have all other kinds of things, like, for example, butter burgers. Which, what are butter burgers? Well, they're hamburgers topped with butter. It's it's a really questionable name. I was wondering what a butter burger was and why that was different from just like a hamburger. It sounds absolutely disgusting. Like you think the name, I just think of something drenched in butter, and like, oh, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Well, it can, it can be on the burger, or they could just butter up the, the, the bottoms of the buns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, like, that's what it is. I thought most absolutely. places buttered the bottoms of the buns. Like, I thought that was, like, a standard practice. It's it's not that different from a regular burger, from what I can tell, so. I mean, for... It, it really is just kind of a, a, a marketing thing. Yeah, yeah. And for me, for the actual, the actual burgers, they really remind me of just, like, a better steak and shake, like, sm- mm-hmm. steak burger, whatever they call those things, smash burgers, whatever. Yes, it, it did remind me of the steak and shake, uh, the steak and shake, uh, burger, steak burger. Was it, is it made from steak? Like, is it, like, actually a better, better material of, uh, of beef than the, the standard, like, ground chuck? Who knows? <laughs> Nobody knows. Well, I think it was a steak burger. Like, I think it was, like, out of a higher grade beef is what I think. Otherwise... Yeah, it had that chopped texture. Yeah, otherwise it makes no sense. Right. <laughs> and it was very well griddled and had full crispy edges and such. Yeah, I, I personally, I felt like it was too thin. Can like, see that. Just, like normally I'm complaining that like places are putting too much meat on it. I don't want that much meat. But this I is think the first time of... I've ever had a burger that I felt like it was too thin. But I think it was because um I think it was because the edges were like griddled, like you said. 
I think a lot of their burgers have two patties on them, but this, the Curter Burger has a, just a large cheese curd patty, and that was probably why it was a single beef patty. Oh. I, I, in, I in fact did ask the lady who was taking my order, who apparently, uh, coincidentally was from Wisconsin. And she was, she very much enjoyed the Curter Burger and was surprised when she heard up north with her family and friends and stuff up there that they ran out within an hour of opening. Oh, wow. like I, really, I really expected them to be out as busy as it was there, but they weren't. So, okay. And, and also, the whole cheese curd thing, it makes more sense now that I know that they started in Wisconsin. Wisconsin cheese curds, when they're fresh, are so good. Well, they can squeak. I tell you guys? Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, I, I was done. They squeak. Okay. When you bite them, they squeak. Oh, well, I need to tell you guys, I had no idea what a cheese curd was. Like, I was, in fact, envisioning something more like mozzarella. Um, I was expecting it to be, like, like extremely... Um, mushy and firm at the same time slightly pickled and fermented (laughs) like I was like oh no what have I signed up for I was just going to come along and laugh at basil now I have to eat it too (laughs) (laughs) I I think the key word with all the cheese curds that they have is fried yes Uh, but it was really really good like I really liked the cheese curd the fried cheese curd patty it was really nice um it uh what after you broke the the outside frying like it it dripped and like gooped everywhere in a mm-hmm. way that was very the way cheese is supposed to be so i had a very different experience but i think it was because i brought the burger back home did not heat it back up and ate it and so the cheese curd had kind of solidified and oh. so it wasn't bad. It just wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot of taste to it. Like you could taste the fried edges, but it didn't have the strong taste that like a cheeseburger would have. Like if you eat a cheeseburger with a s- slice of melted cheese on there, it has a a very different flavor than just a hamburger. And this to me tasted like just a hamburger for the most part. Oh, then your mistake was clearly not having it right there in the in the place because it like as we yes. got it very fresh, it was no the, the cheese curd was all melty. It was all like delicious. Like like I all my fears about it were for naught. Like <laughs> well, that's so kind of interesting. I've, I've had you know the, this individual serving sizes of the cheese curds before, and they are definitely like you said more akin to mozzarella sticks. In that regard, a little more firmer, uh, and, and even the taste is a little closer to the mozzarella. So it's very interesting to hear that on this specific patty that they made, that it sort of melts in such a way. Yeah, I felt it was a little bit more. It was more like cheddar than it was like, uh, than it was like, uh, yeah, it was more like cheddar than it was like mm-hmm. mozzarella. Which that's those are pretty too far apart cheeses, but. Uh, I think somebody told me that it was Colby. 
That would make sense, I guess. Yeah. Like is what it actually was is 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 that's what the curd was. But I don't know. It's kind of milder. Yeah, I've never heard anybody. I, I've never heard of a cheese curd before, so I could be completely wrong. It is apparently made up a blend of yellow and white cheddar cheese. Oh. Surrounded by crispy seasoned breadcrumbs. Good job, Basil. All I know is that we're heated in my frying pan, so I got the um, gooey texture, even though my burger had to wait for me for a couple of hours. Yeah, I tried a little bit of it, and, and it, the the taste of, of Jen's reheated burger, the taste definitely came through then. And I think I think I probably would have had a better idea of what to expect if I'd had the cheese curds. I don't even think I've had the cheese curds there. So I was just kind of going in with without any idea of what I was mm-hmm. looking for. And granted, uh, again, this is a this was a apparently this was an April Fool's joke that Culver's had that got a petition. Everyone's like, "No, you you can't offer a gigantic thing of fried cheese to top a burger, and then <laughs> not give that to us. You you can't do these things. That's illegal." It it wasn't as huge. Like it was the size of a hamburger patty. It wasn't as like just insanely large as as you're probably imagining with a gimmick like that with like an april fool's joke like that Um, no they they actually turn it into like a good burger yeah now there's one thing that i want to be absolutely sure that we discuss um as we're talking about culver's and my first time going into a culver's ever um and that is the atmosphere of the culver's and I don't know if it's unique to the one that we ate at specifically, but it really felt like a repurposed Captain D's. It's been a few years since <laughs> I've actually been inside, but I kind of I kind of get what you're going for there. Like it, like they even had like nautical paintings up on the wall. Like and I say paintings, but I'm sure they were prints of whatever art they had purchased, but. Like the, the walls were painted that light, that same kind of like gray, gray blue that yeah, yeah. Captain yeah. D's tend exactly. to be painted, and, and so I just I was overwhelmed by it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't I wasn't expecting it, and especially since Arkover's uh, the one that we have here, I'm pretty sure is a new building. Like I'm pretty sure it yeah. is not a converted Captain D's, and so it felt really awkward that it. It felt so strongly like it had once been a Captain B. Yeah, no, that's yeah, a freshly built huh. building. Like they, we finally got a fancy Kroger's over there in Madison, and and uh, yeah, they built the Culvers right there along with it. Like it was, it was parking lot for a while, and then it became a Culvers. So yeah, that's that's brand spanking new. The, this is gonna make wow. me sound really old, but the Culvers in Knoxville is built in a new shopping center that sprung up several years ago and i remember when it was a field (laughs) (laughs) it's okay dylan i remember most that area of madison was a field oh yeah nothing makes you feel old like recounting that this was a field (laughs) oh like i drive around where I'm living in Huntsville now, I'm like, this was all cotton fields. Culver's <laughs> as far as the eye can see. 
stuff. It was it was remarkably like a Captain B's inside, like you know, fish themed paintings and everything. It's really interesting because I can I can kind of <laughs> see the like the color grading. I, I I completely agree that it's got that sort of really light like, blue gray uh, yeah, like color like scheme that, to it. That faded navy uh, navy blue and and uh and creamish off white you know they're very tasteful colors together but in a restaurant setting that has just come to mean captain b's and then you pair it with and then you pair it with like fish art on the walls like what else am i supposed to think this place is they were only missing the portholes they didn't have any portholes anywhere <laughs> also we should also point out that when we were eating our our Curter burgers Barry had fried shrimp. <laughs> yes, okay. he did. I, I think that was subliminal messaging from the walls and the decor. But also in his defense, he said they were very good fried shrimp. He said it was about as good as a fried shrimp as you can get for a restaurant that isn't like fancier shrimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I seem to recall them having a selection of other you know non-burger things like like there was like pot roast on the meal on the menu if i if i recall like a lot more than just your typical burger fare they have uh, soup i remember seeing that on the sign outside ask them about their soup or something i thought they i thought the the ice cream which i think is act was actually that other gelato but it was very good i liked what i had of it yeah their big thing is that it's a uh, frozen custard oh, which yeah is a which is similar to ice cream, but it's also made with eggs, along with the cream and sugar. I got a, a frozen pe- custard for John, but I, I I don't know that I've tried their frozen custard. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really so good. So good. I probably again, it's been years since I've been there. I probably have been. I probably have had it. Like no frozen custard is like just slightly not again. Their burgers are like better steak and shake burgers. Frozen custard is just like a little bit better than ice cream. So we're all in agreement that this place is better than steak and shake. Except for the 24 hours that at Anime Con, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you imagine a Culver's being outside of AWA, outside the Sheraton, <laughs> at like 2 a.m. with the cosplay kids, ordering oh. Kroger burgers, concrete oh. mixers? All I can oh, think so many of, costumes would be ruined. All I can think of is there's a jack in, in the box near where MTAC has been held, you know, mm-hmm. in the before times, past year, few years in the before <laughs> times. And, uh, man, we had so many weird stories from that place. And so yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm envisioning something less utopian than I think you all are envisioning. <laughs> but, yes, Dylan, you're correct. They also feature pork loin sandwiches, beef pot roast sandwiches, a grilled Reuben melt, a harvest veggie burger, as well as a chopped steak or beef, or beef pot roast dinners. Okay, I think I've had some of the, I think I've had the Reuben and something like a melt there before and i wasn't really impressed i was impressed with that as that was the standard standard issue burger but no i, I think they're they're they're, they're the money makers as it were are definitely their their butter sandwiches butter burgers and their custards 
possibly with a side of cheese curds. But we've also even already talked about the Curder Burger. Are anything else uh, immediately calling out to you about Culver's that we may want to cover before we move on to the next segment? Um, I guess the... Like, I actually did like the burger. Like, I, I was saying earlier that because the the curd had cooled down, I didn't get much of the cheese. But aside from that, it was actually a really good burger. Like, the, the pickles and the onions and the mayo were just right. It wasn't... Um, I don't know how that compares, but it had just enough bite without, like, going overboard and being too much. So, yeah, I would I would definitely get a burger again. I would probably try the cheese curds just to see what i was should have been expecting and was missing out on agree yeah i i think i i felt a little bit disappointed in the burger like to be perfectly honest because i i felt again the patty was just so thin um maybe next time i should order a double curd burger because it just it didn't feel like there was enough meat on it um but it was very good otherwise. Like, the vegetables were very fresh. It did have a good balance of, like, mayo and stuff. But could have used a little bit thicker of a patty, and I'm not used to saying that. That feels weird. I, I feel like, again, it started out as an April Fool's joke. It's hard to match the image of a burger with just, like, a huge slab of cheese on the top. Like, it's, it's really hard to do that. I don't know that you would wanted that, though. So it's it was good for what it was. Yeah, it's the best way you could do it without like just making something completely insane. Right. I was I was kind of terrified that it was going to be an insane burger that was just grease dripping, sloppy mess. But it was very well put together. So I mean, I very much enjoyed mine yeah yeah for sure and I, I i remember now that i was asking the lady if i could get the curd burger as like a two patty burger and she was like no no it just comes with the one uh. but that cheese you know the the cheese patty as it were like it while it wasn't gargantuous it was the size of a burger and it, once you include the breading and stuff i think it was literally like the width of like two burgers oh yeah. so it's not gargantuan, but it definitely, it could have theoretically been its own, like, singular patty on a burger. Like, it's almost as if they were giving us, like, a patty of actual beef just as a, uh, as a bonus. As a, well, we want to call this a burger, so we're not actually going to give you the burger meat, too. But clearly, the star of that burger was supposed to be that, that cheese curd patty. All right, well, we're going to take another short break. We're going to come back with our food manga reaction moments. Isn't it great how swinging through Culver's drive-thru marks the unofficial start to family time? How biting into a hot off the grill butter burger makes worries melt away. And how a fresh frozen custard concrete mixer puts a smile on your face every time. Here, a meal you didn't have to make is a meal made fresh for you. And being greeted with a smile, even beneath a mask, makes all the difference. There's a reason we put so much care into our food. That reason is you. Welcome to Delicious. And we're back. So, if you've watched stuff like Food Wars, or Yakutai Japan, or read The Drops of God, or any sort of food manga or anime, you know, the real, the real deal is in those sweet reaction moments where they take that bite 
and they are transported to somewhere else. But it's not like an isekai or anything. They come right back. So now we're going to give you our moments when we either had that bite of Curter Burger, burger, yeah, butter burger, maybe some custard. I don't know. Maybe they had just a really, really good thing of Mountain Dew on tap. I don't know. But I did when I when I tasted that sweet, sweet cheese curds. <laughs> and then transition music. There I was. Fields. Long, no, 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 no. No, it reminds me of, of a con. Or driving home from an anime con. Where... I saw this place and it said, hey, we got burgers. We also got custard. Oh, man, I like custard. But let's go. And we stepped in and it was very nice. And, and I suddenly it was like, damn, this is what Steak and Shake should be. Damn, this is really good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, granted, this is actually my experience of going to a Freddy's, which is a different like butter, like Steak and Shake style burger place that also serves custard. Oh yeah, but Just recently got one of those. yeah, they're also pretty good. But yeah, when I realized that you could have steak and shake, but actually good. Dang, dang. <laughs> also, yes, my father did truly love me. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, again, as I said, I I did not reheat this. Came home from a twenty or thirty minute car ride, and at first there was visible confusion. Because I I did not get the cheese flavor I was promised. I I did not get the cheese flavor that even a cheeseburger with a nice slice of melted cheese has. And that confused me. I, I understand that I should have reheated it. That was my fault. My bad, guys. But from there, like I said, the the combination of like pickles and onions and mayo was just right like this is the platonic idea of ideal of what a pickle should be all hamburgers should have this combination of vegetables on them all right jen bring us bring us into story time yeah i'm not one of the cool kids and i don't get the manga panel reactions but i did you know have that moment of oh my gosh this is a really good burger dylan dylan look at this i reheated it it's gooey it's crazy it's awesome and and like actually made him take a bite of mine because mine was reheated yeah i think i just got the curd but i could definitely taste the difference yeah i had happy puppy syndrome for a second it's like look 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 uh, oh no like when it was like when we had it fresh you know from from the the fryer to to my mouth it was as i you know the the cheese though dripping through like you know because it was a really really nicely done for like breadcrumb like you know crust like there was there was there was like when it was fresh there was something a little magical chomping into that cheese curd patty but this isn't my story to tell now it's now it's now doug's okay so when i bit into that first bite of delicious curder burger and it all filled my senses this the the sight the smell the taste uh the the sound of it as the as i crunched into it i was transported back in time as I recalled see the important thing to remember is that my swim team my childhood swim team was called the sea cows 
uh, we were in Lily, Fla Lily Flag area, which is named after a famous cow who is far more influential and has affected more people's lives than I will ever be able to reach. And this great uh, cow, Lily Flag, we named our swim team after her. So we were the sea cows. And I was the second runner-up uh, in, like, on my team like so there was this one kid he was really fast and he always and he always went to go swimming first uh but then like i was like i followed him like i was second in place and and this particular swim meet i actually like outraced him which shouldn't matter because he's on my team but it still felt good that i was actually able to swim faster than the faster guy uh and i won i won my swim race and so afterwards, which we went, after everyone, we went to this little, um, we went to this little diner anyway, where they served hamburgers and ice cream, and we would get hamburgers and ice cream. And that is what it reminded me, except all of this is taking place in a Captain D's for some reason. <laughs> uh, all right, well, Tobias, bring us home. Well, I didn't have a Critter the this time, but I, I am thinking about the last time I was in Culver's before I left Asheville. It was a, a friend and myself. We had pretty much had gone at the last possible moment, you know, like within 30 minutes of close. So we go there, we get our burgers, we sit down. And there was something sort of serene about being the only people in that dining room, eating our burgers, staring out into the inky blackness uh, of the night, you know, the the bright lights of the city on the edge of our vision. Uh, if you've ever seen the painting, The Night Owls, it felt kind of like that. Just, you know, two people sitting there taking a moment to be in each other's presence while being separate in a way. Just bonding silently over some burgers and fried cheese bits french fries as we scarfed down our, our burgers and enjoyed the last little spoonfuls of our our custard and you know went on with our night afterward yeah the fries are actually pretty good too like i forgot to mention that the fries the fries are pretty good like they're not like the best fries but they're not the worst they're they're pretty good yeah i i honestly didn't get anything else partially because I, I i figured this was going to be some giant you know over the top burger and like I don't want to deal with this. I've got a doctor's appointment next week. I don't want this <laughs> level of cholesterol and, and fat in my system. Um, but yeah, like I kind of wish I had because it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't bad at all. It was actually on the good side. Man, no, no put that on the on the website right there. <laughs> Dylan, for the Oscars, is better than I thought it'd be. <laughs> It's actually on the good side. I I mean, better in, in terms of, like, not over the top. Like, you can order a, this burger and fries and probably a custard, and you won't feel like you're overdoing it. Mm -hmm. so you won't yeah. feel like the burger was too much by itself. Actually good nourishing food. Once again, that should go on the website. Actually good nourishing food. Well, do you know how many places serve you, like, food that doesn't feel nourishing at all? That, like... You eat it, and it has filled you up. You are no longer immediately hungry, but you don't feel good. Like, 
so when I talk about a place that actually has like good nourishing food, like I'm talking about the opposite of that. Like you go, you eat it, and now you feel better. Like that's the kind of food I thought it was. Oh no, no, I agree. I absolutely agree. I just think that's a really good thing to throw on someone's website. <laughs> actually, <laughs> good nourishing food. It reminded me of Captain D's. Which I can't eat anymore, by the way. I'm now deathly allergic to shrimp and things. So I can't eat at Captain D's, and I really want to. Like, I really love seafood, and I'm just aller- so allergic to it now. All right. So now we got to give Culver's awesomes out of awesome. One big, fat, but juicy, gooey, good curd patty of awesome. Okay. I'm going to give it a four awesomes out of awesome uh, because the letter D is the fourth letter of the alphabet. Um, I'm going to say one good burger with with all the the toppings. Many awesomes are allowed. As many as you want. Or as little as you want. There are no rules. There are no rules. Just right. The, the points are meaningless. As many awesomes as they need because that was a good burger. <laughs> all right. Well, we still need Tobias's. Okay. I'm going to say Culver's as a whole is better than 2009's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but not wow. as good as 2003's Full Metal Alchemist. Wow. That's that's some pretty high praise. Unless... That's, that's also a really, really strong take of something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it Full Metal Alchemist, the Culver of Shambhala. How about that? Yes. Oh. Uh, Oh, that takes me back. <laughs> I think. Was that the movie? It was the Brotherhood movie that I watched. Which No, it was the Brotherhood movie that I watched with Dale Surratt at Otakon one time. Like, that was... Man, it's really... Man, if you ever want to like, go to a movie theater and watch somebody watch you a movie, Daryl Surratt's got, like, got the best reactions. Like, he really gets into watching movies. Really? Like, yeah. he'll start doing, like, arm movements and stuff. He's like, yeah! yeah. Like, it was, I was like... <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, Daryl, you get that! It's, it's it did so a cool weird. thing i agree it's so weird that you're confusing those two movies because i remember like those those two series are way way apart in my mind like I, I can't imagine you know i feel like this is a situation of like you know we're closer to this a certain historical event than they were to this other historical event you know type of thing but on that note this has been the awesome cast your podcast for everything awesome. Once again, thank you to Tobias for helping make sure that this podcast actually happened. And thank you for allowing me to allow it to happen. (laughs) That's right. And before we get to the other bits and bobs, where can people normally listen for your wonderful voice? Well, you can uh, find, uh, I guess, uh, I'm generally, are we doing like just general stuff or do you ask me specifically about the podcast? I am. How's gonna do Twitter? Well, give us whatever you wanted to give us. Okay, gotcha. Give us, give us all your plugs. Okay, well, you can normally find my ramblings and uh, offbeat comedy stylings at Twitter on Twitter rather uh, at Reverend underscore Tobias, and you can occasionally hear my voice and opinions, hot takes uh, about anime and Japanese media on the Third Impact Anime Podcast. That is at thirdimpactanime.com. I think the last episode I was on, we did our, it was one of our otakumentaries 
uh, series where we review uh, otaku-based documentaries. And that was on Otaku Unite from the early 2000s. That was very much a trip. Very wild if you were sort of part of con culture back in those buck wild days of the early 2000s. Nice. So, also, big, big props to our wonderful editor, Anna. Our theme song is done by DJ Inabito. You can find his stuff at djinabito.com. Our website is awesomecast.com. We also do have a Patreon and Discord that you can throw as cash at or possibly join the Discord and chat with us all sorts of things. You can also leave us Apple Podcast reviews because those things are what actually shoots us up in the rankings. It actually gets people to look at us and download us and listen to us and hopefully cause a chain reaction of more really positive five-star Apple Podcast reviews. So we can just keep getting higher and higher and higher. But unless we get those reviews, that will never happen. Anyways, I'm on Twitter at It's Basil Time. Dylan, where are you at? At Dylan Wolf. And Jen, where are you at? I'm looking that up because I don't know. <laughs> I'm at Jennifer Bidwell. But I also know that you have a pretty cool side hustle that has a name and everything. And at the very least, an Instagram account. Jelly Spoon Productions on instagram and facebook so there you go and while he is not here to pimp himself i'll do it for him john our wonderful uh podcast uh nakama as well as the greatest living interviewer he is on twitch at these rvg that's for these are video games he uh, this is i was about to say podcast he twitches uh i believe wednesday nights and friday nights and he would very much like you to follow them, subscribe to them. If you happen to have a leftover Amazon Prime for something, go ahead and throw that free to them if you're not using it for anything else because they could use it and you're not. So, go for it. I am also on Twitch at its basal time. Hopefully, by the point that this episode goes out, I am rele- I am streaming again. Life's been pretty hectic lately and I have not really had the chance, but hopefully that will happen soon. But until then, and until next time, thank you all for listening. We're out. The burger and the bun, the burger and the bun. Ho-hum, so much fun, the burger and the bun. Next, let's add the cheese, next, let's add the cheese. Yum, yum, pretty please, we would like some cheese. Then we'll take some pickles, then we'll take some pickles. Come on, don't be fickle, let's put on some pickles. Let's add some tomato, let's add some tomato. Veggies will help us grow, so we'll get some tomato. Get some onion too, get some onion too. One, two, that'll do, we'll take some onion too. saying for like a long time now that Kevin will certainly eat for food and yet Kevin is not one of the ones who participated. <laughs> I think I think what we learned is there are no rules even <laughs> as we try to make rules and that is the dangerous precedent. No rules just right.